Hey, this is Courtney James Clark from Jurassic World, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight is Danny. Howdy. And making her triumphant return to the podcast is Jenny. Woohoo! I cannot, I cannot <laughs> even remember the last show you were on. It might have been, uh, was it the Game of Thrones one? Uh, I don't know. I, I did my very angry geek out with you guys where I wanted to fight <laughs> with everyone. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that one. There was the that lack of sleep one. <laughs> right. Uh, so there's, this will be similar. Uh, Danny's very tired. Jenny is fried from working so hard and and such. And then I'm just here, like usual, just here. Uh, but tonight we're going to talk, uh, or we're going to preview Fear the Walking Dead, the new series on AMC, the quote-unquote spinoff series, I guess, of of Walking Dead, obviously. And uh, we're we're not going to do any spoilers for The Walking Dead, except for maybe season one. But we're not going to dig into anything current. But we are going to talk about the upcoming season premiere, which is this Sunday. And uh, I believe it's a two-hour premiere. No, it's I don't think so. Because it's only six episodes long this season. So I doubt it'll be two hours. But anyway, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, I don't know. Let's, first, let's, let's gauge the interests. Danny, how interested are you in this spinoff? Sorry, I'm trying to get my cat to be quiet. Um, uh, <laughs> I love the kitty. <laughs> yeah, she won't shut up right now. So, because uh, I stopped paying attention for to her for like three seconds, I am interested into it. In, in it, sorry, into it. Um, I am interested in it, but I, I honestly, my interest in The Walking Dead overall had kind of waned a bit. So, I don't know anything to get me try to. Get me to try to get any sort of interest into that world to be nice, I suppose. So this is a good way to start. I like that it's a small kind of story to start out with, at least. So maybe it'll at least be consistent. Because my problem is that when they started going to the 13 episode seasons for The Walking Dead, I felt they got really meandering at times, surprisingly, for that small amount of time that they have to make episodes for. So, uh, Well, uh, you're not yeah. going to be happy because season two is going to have 15 episodes. Well, that'll be fine. I mean, if it's better than, I mean, and like season one wasn't even like the best thing ever out of Walking Dead. So, um, I, I like, know. I liked season one. Uh, I did enjoy it, but I like, it's like half of it is enjoyable and I didn't really mm-hmm. like most of the second half. Yeah. the tri- oh, Danny, this is going to be a long podcast. Cause I think you and I are going to go head to head. because <laughs> I, am, I am everything you just said. I'm the complete opposite. I mean, I did, I mean, like I like The Walking Dead. I mean, I went right. on a tour of of Atlanta, like a Walking Dead tour of. Atlanta. Oh, let's talk about that because I I wanted to do that. How was it? Oh, it was pretty cool. Like I saw like the like the hospital that he comes out of. And, yeah. Like, like, like the person was telling me it's just like oh they CG'd in like the helicopter you see. Or they didn't. There actually wasn't one there, and it's like it's an abandoned hospital. It's still a hospital that nobody uses. So like mm-hmm. they could still ostensibly use that in this series if they wanted to, probably. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool though. And then afterwards, I, I I culminated that with a a an episode of Doug Loves Movies that I saw live <laughs> there. And they had one of the tour guides as one of the people. And see, now you, now you guys have something in common. You've both seen Doug Loves Movies. There you go. Yeah. Highly recommend it if you get a chance. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. There you go. Uh, they won't be using that hospital in the new series because this is in L.A. Okay. So I didn't know that. I really don't know anything about this. I just know that it is. Okay, let's, yeah. let's start there before we ask Jenny her excitement level for The Fear of the Walking Dead. Here's the synopsis. Uh, this is from Wikipedia. I think I've seen this in other places as well, but so I know it's a little more actual than most Wikipedia stuff. Uh, set in Los Angeles, California, the series follows a divorced male teacher, a female guidance counselor, and her two children, a son and a daughter, in the opening stages of the zombie apocalypse as they come to terms with the impending collapse of civilization. Uh, so there you go, L.A. And now, Jenny, 
on a scale of Ant-Man to Captain America Civil War, what is your excitement level? I have no. I'm not a Marvel girl. Okay, you always let's ask do this. Marvel Fine. This this is I'll, better. Hang on. No, no. I got it. I got a better one. I got a better one. From Suicide Squad to Batman versus Superman. Well, Batman versus Superman. But <laughs> that would say like, are you more excited to eat Brussels sprouts or carrots? I hate you. Um. Okay. Uh, carrots are like way better. So that's like a, like you put a little easy decision. Listen, you put a little <laughs> melted cheese on those Brussels sprouts. Delicious. Also, yeah, the Brussels sprouts are pretty good, too. I like both of those vegetables, honestly. I was a vegetarian for a long time. I appreciate both vegetables. We are completely nerdy now. Okay, here's my my two cents. On, like, a scale of one through ten. Ten being, oh, my God, I can't wait, and one being, I could care less. I'm about an eight. It would be a total ten, but I'm... I'm nervous, but I'm incredibly excited because everything I've heard is exactly what I want them to tell me, but I don't know if it's going to work with the rest of the Walking Dead culture. Because in The Walking Dead, every season where it's been more development of the characters and not so much how gruesome the zombies can get, people have hated it. They hated the whole episode right after they left, or the part of the season where they left the prison and... It's, you know, it's, it's more, I don't even know how to explain, but there was a lot more dialogue than action. Mm -hmm. All I heard from people was how much they hated that season. They hated it. It was the worst. It's so boring. What, what are they doing? It's jump to shark, blah, blah, blah. I have a feeling this entire series is going to be frustrating to people until it picks up momentum. But I think that's awesome because it's literally everything that happens while Rick Grimes is in his coma before he wakes up in the hospital. So it's like you, me, everybody, we're sitting at how at home right now, and somewhere in the far distance, something weird happens, but we're like, oh, something weird happened downtown on this corner. Okay, and you turn the channel. And then a couple days later, there's a few more stories. And you're like, oh wow, there's there's been a lot of craziness going on. And you disregard it and you, until it starts picking up momentum. It's kind of that like One plus one is two. Two plus two is four. Four plus four is eight. I have a feeling they're going to go that direction. And I read a whole thing with, you know, the writers and the producers and stuff, and they all kind of reiterate that. And I think that's awesome. I think that's the only way to tell this story. But I think if it doesn't start off with just zombies eating people, people will be like, this one's boring. So I'm on the fence. But I, I personally am excited. I just don't know if they'll pull it off where everybody will be happy. Okay. Uh, I'm at, uh, like a six. I don't want to get zombied out, I guess is maybe the word. Uh, but I I think with the cast, uh, the two main characters, I'm really excited to see in this zombie universe and it's, it is Kirkman. So I do have trust in, (laughs) in Kirkman. So we'll see, but it seems like he might be stretching himself a little thin with all the shows he now has on television. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and I was wrong. It's a 90 minute premiere on Sunday. So not quite two hours, but close enough. Okay. Let's, uh, uh, well, let's see. Let's talk about the cast. So Kim Dickens is the guidance counselor. <clears throat> you know, might know Kim Dickens from a million shows. Uh, like, let me pull the list up here. We'll just Deadwood. Do, yes, I was getting to that. Deadwood. Justified. Uh, Friday Night Lights, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> House, House of Cards, and Fear the Walking Dead, and then, yes, Justified. Uh, they don't show Justified on here. Weird. Uh, Lost. She, she was just was, briefly, though. Yeah, I she think that was like first or second season, right? Uh, I think so. I, I don't think she's in it. I'm, uh, anyway, she might be. Anyway, Deadwood, mostly I know her from, and Lost. She's also on a few episodes of Lost. And then, of course, Sons of Anarchy. She's, she's in it quite a bit. But she's, uh, she plays Madison. That's the, the high school guidance counselor. Uh, she's engaged to Travis, who is played by Cliff Curtis. And you might know this gentleman from... Uh, he does a lot of movies, but uh, as far as like, uh, yeah, mostly movies. So we'll talk. He movies. was awesome in Three Kings. You ever seen that movie? 
Three King. No, with oh, with, with uh, George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, and Ice Cube. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like one of the one of the guys that catches them. He's yeah. Well, he's part of the resistance, like the Saddam resistance. Yeah. Yeah. The town that has the gold. Right. Uh, you would know him from. He's in Training Day. He's one of the gang members that takes uh, Ethan Hawke's character. Smiley is his name. Pretty funny. Uh, he's he's an FBI director in Die Hard Four, and Danny knows him perfectly well from The Last Airbender as Fire Lord Ozai. Oh yeah, no, he's a good. Vo- it's a good voice. It's a good voice. Uh, no, this is the the live action film. Oh, never mind. I don't want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> Well, Fire Lord Ozai is a character, and he's yeah. like this really imposing. He's like the big main villain, and on in the first series of the show, and in the movie, he's awful. And uh, <laughs> well, the actor was okay. I mean, he's... Well, I'm sure he was fine. That movie was terrible, though. Nobody could save that. Uh, so those are your two, your two main, your two leads of the movie. They're they're engaged to be married. Uh, the children are Frank Delane. That's uh, Nick. Clark, that's that's uh, Kim Dickens' son, and I believe that's the one you see in all the trailers. That's running away from the zombie, and uh, he's the the main person you see in the trailers. And then there's uh, Alicia Clark, played by Alicia Deb Debnam Car- hyphen Carey. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, I could read the descriptions. So Frank. Delane is Nick Clark, Madison's college flunk-out son who is battling a drug problem. Well, I think there'll be time for drugs in the zombie apocalypse. Oh, there's always time. I mean, <laughs> didn't, didn't Charlie have plenty of time while he was lost on an island? Well, well yeah. That's yeah, all see? you have is time when you're lost on an island when there's zombies exactly. everywhere. You don't have time to be shooting up. No, but if you find a bit of drugs, I mean, you get a Find a bit of drugs. <laughs> hey, guys, I found a bit of drugs. <laughs> Clearly, I know so much about drugs. <laughs> uh, then there's Alicia Clark. That's Madison's high-achieving and ambitious daughter who is in a relationship with her jock boyfriend, Matt. She is able to read situations. This description is awful. She is able to read situations well and often finds herself at odds with Nick due to his unmotivated nature. Okay. Um, Lorenzo James Henry is, is Chris Manawa, Travis and Liza's son, who rep- resents his father for their divorce. Let's see. Lisa Ortiz is another character. That's Travis's ex-wife. Uh, free-spirited bohemian type. She is attempting to rebound from her disastrous marriage. She is in nursing school. So that could be an important character if she's a nurse. Uh, Daniel Salazar is uh, Ophelia's father. I don't even, we haven't gotten to the person who's Ophelia. Uh, he's a barber. Yeah, who's Ophelia now? <laughs> now Ophelia, born and raised in the U.S. and protective of her immigrant parents. So... So they're new to the the country, except for Ophelia. Uh, Griselda Salazar is Ophelia's mother. Uh, very Catholic and willing to Griselda, just... you say? <laughs> Griselda, yes. <laughs> or Griselda. This is how it's spelled. Uh, okay, very Catholic and willing to justify with science the supernatural phenomena as she attributes the ills of the world to the sins committed by mankind. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> Uh, and then we have the recurring cast, real quick. Doctor Bethany Exner is a doctor. Matt is Alicia's jock boyfriend. Very flushed out character there. Strand jock boyfriend. Right, right. Strand, the name Strand. That's it. A smart and sophisticated man with a mysterious past. Interesting. And a weird single name. Yeah. Oh, Strand. Sean Hattesey is in the show. I like Sean Hattesey. Uh, As himself. Yes. He is Sean Hattesey as Sean Hattesey. <laughs> he was in the movie Alpha Dogs. He played the character Elvis. And he was in Southland, which is a great show. One of the detectives, I believe. Uh, he was two episodes of Dexter. He's cool. I like him. He's a good, mm-hmm. good, act, good actor. Anyway, he's a recurring character named Reynolds, a well-intentioned but out-of-his-element military man with a soulful disposition. Uh, Tobias? Nope, not that one. Uh, a wise Arrested Development. No, it's not that one. Sorry, guys. A wise beyond his ears senior who believes the outbreak is doomsday. And no, not the one from Superman. Art Costa is the principal. 
And that's it. And Jerry Mathers has the beef. Finally, he's back. Nobody? Okay, one person. This, this is his comeback. Uh, good news. Robert Kirkman is wrote the first episode and the sixth episode. That's always good. He wrote it with Dave Erickson, who I think is the other showrunner. He seems to always to kind of, um, I you know, I don't know this personally, but it just sort of seems that he is kind of a control freak, so I have all my faith in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead has already won an award. Uh, how, how, did, how do you do that? Hang on, hang on. First, right. first of all, it, the credibility is it's from E! Online. Sure, that's total credible. E, e Kardashian's E? E, oh uh, yeah, yes, that right. channel. Uh, e online best dot or best period ever period TV period awards. Great title for your award show. It's a wonderful title. There uh, needs to be more semicolons, honestly. If you want to find a really good award show, there's the Atomies coming soon. Coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Fear the Walking Dead won in the new show you're most excited to see category. That's not a. That's not a category. Well, there's a lot of a exciting shows to see, but I, yeah. I, I would, I would throw this in there though. Like if you name the top five shows that you're super excited to see, I bet you this is on most people's top three. Well, anybody in like the geek culture, this would be on their top three. So I, I, could, I could see that. Yeah. It's probably in there. I don't know if it's my most excited, uh, because well, it's not my most excited, yeah, but it's right. up there. Yeah. I mean, it's in my Ash list. We Eden are devoting an episode of a podcast most, to it. But. Yeah, well, it's filler. <laughs> just, just kidding, just kidding, Walking Dead fans. It's not filler. Uh, this just is... like The Walking Dead itself. Fans. I have your back, fans. <laughs> it's totally. I'm f- all about it. It's totally filler. Okay, moving on, Dave. Everybody Not knows even. that The Walking Dead only exists to facilitate the Talking Dead, which is the real money <laughs> right. I actually saw an advertisement for. Um, for the there's a there's a talk show that goes on after that Teen Wolf show on MTV, of course. And, they, and they call it is it Talk Wolf? No, wolf no, no, talk? no, no, no. The the Teen Wolf after after show. I didn't look if it's like a show after the after show or if it's just a joke. Like I just or is it a show after the show that's after Teen Wolf? So then you have Teen Wolf, some other show, and then I'm looking it up. After. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> I had to, there's no logic. I was looking at the MTV app because I'm addicted to the show Catfish. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. How could you not that was be? a great Fascinating. movie. Fascinating. Yeah, great movie. Show. Great show. I, I, I The first two seasons were great, for sure. Okay, so are we in agreement then that out of the three of us, the show would be on the top three of most anticipated? Oh, sure. Yeah. It's okay. a new show. Like I'm always on the on uh, on on board for a brand new story. So yeah, yeah. But like, are you always excited to, for grandfathered on Fox? Like, that's no. I mean, like, obviously, okay. this is a show that's also up my alley as is. So I didn't hold, know how to go that specific. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is grandfathered? Who's in that one? I've seen the ads. John Stamos finds out that's that right. he has a kid. Oh, John Stamos. That's right. I gotta watch that like tomorrow. Honestly. <laughs> And that's on Fox or FX? Fox. Fox, okay. Yeah. The real uh, the real winner, Fox. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. The OG. Okay, so so we know kind of the cast. So it's basically about two teachers with kids and one's like the star kid and the other kid's like the pain in the ass kid, right? Right. And there's step- In a nutshell, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're walking into. Right. They're engaged. Uh I don't think they're married yet. They're engaged. Yes. Uh, and they both work at the same school. Right. And the school set in Los Angeles. Correct. Okay. All right. We've got the plot down. <laughs> what? What? We can do this. We can do this. We're getting Oh, yeah. Sidetracked. And then eventually there are zombies, apparently, right? Oops. Or is this just all about just these people <laughs> okay. going to school and, like, so, eat the so perils Danny, of counsel? Or... Danny, what yeah. is the part of the storyline that you've heard and know about so far that you're most excited about? And in the same topic line, what is the part that makes you kind of like, oh, no. So, like, everything that Dave just told us about? Or that or, or like, what you Because I don't know anything about this show, actually. I mean, that's I what, what that's essentially. Oh, let me redirect the, the message to Dave. Because Dave, yeah. you start with him. Into what's, what's going on. 
Um, what I've seen from the trailers, I really, really, really like. Um, it looks very cool. It looks a lot like what I hoped World War Z was going to be. And it also looks a lot like it, it actually, the, the first trailer had a seventies feel to it. I don't know if you got that. Um, and I like the promotional art that they've done, like the, the footprint in the sand. Dude, the billboards are awesome. They're all over LA right now. And there's the greatest one is like, like sunset and these two kids are playing basketball they're like dunking the ball but you just see a guy in like a suit yeah i've seen that one it's awesome when you're driving down like the 405 and you see it you're like whoa (laughs) because you don't (laughs) really even realize there's a walker in it until you get close it just looks like this nice you know it's gonna be a basketball tv show and then you're like wait a minute what is that oh got it yeah, I like this. The I think it was Comic Con when the sand one came out, and it's just a footprint in the, the sand, and the other leg the, is dragging. dragging. Yeah, it's just a, it. a cool piece of promotional art, and I, I, I have a feeling this one is going to be. I think the 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 outbreak is going to be real fast, and then we're just going to fall right into. Okay, we're in zombie mode, of course, without saying zombie. See, I- I think I think it's going to go different. I, I like I said, I could be totally wrong, but mm-hmm. I actually think it, here. Okay. I'm going to go on a tangent, but I love that it's set in L.A. I think if there's going to be... Of course you do. (laughs) Well, no, I'm I'm serious. Like, I'm a Seattle girl, and if an apocalypse happens in Seattle, you know, yeah, it would suck, but... Well, we all know your first stop. Costco. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I gotta lock that place down. (laughs) I gotta make my mayorship, you know? And only only letting Giselle in from... uh... No, from... she's having the other Costco. Remember, oh, that's we're, right. we're going to make a community, and we'll take like Pony Express back and forth. <laughs> right. We've got it down. We've got it figured out. Zombies don't so, eat horses. Yes, they do. We've seen that. Like, picture your town if the apocalypse happens. There's kind of a way out. You know, even if it's a populated town, you can figure out how to get away from people pretty easily. I mean, even in Seattle, I could figure out how to get away from people pretty easily. It would be about 30 miles, but it's 30 miles. The idea of it being in Los Angeles, I think, makes it 20 times more terrifying. Because I don't know if either of you have been to L.A., but L.A. isn't your normal city. It's not like there's a central downtown. That's the city. Then you go into the next town, which is kind of a suburb and all that. L.A. is monstrous, and it's nonstop. It's not like you go and you've got these nice fields in between. It is half of a state of people crammed into every freaking corner. It takes you three hours to get anywhere if you want away from people. Like, there's there's nowhere to go away from people here. It's not like you're going to find the nice house out in Wyoming. You would have to go to Wyoming. It is so overpopulated, and everything is so spread out. That's why, you know the song, Nobody Walks in L.A.? No one walks in L.A. because everything is just far enough apart to be freaking ridiculous, but it's still close enough that you can get there reasonably. If you mess up the the transit system, which there isn't a transit system, the transit system is your car, which is why everybody sits on the 405, the 5, the 101, and all that all day of their lives. Let's say there's some, like, I've been in it before where you're sitting in traffic and you're like, why in the heck is there no one moving? And you'll see people actually get out of their car and start kind of looking down the street trying to figure out why the road stopped. And there might be a full-on cop shootout going on half a block ahead of you. Like, there's weird stuff that shuts down the streets here all the time that is just bizarre. So I saw the trailer where they're in the car and they get out and they're looking and there's the cops and they shoot the guy, but the guy stands up again. That feels so realistic to me. I know it sounds ridiculous, but in living here, that feels very realistic to me. Now, of course, the first thing in my head is going to be like, is he on basalt? He's on basalt, huh? But it's, it looks realistic. And then like the mess up kid gets hit by a car because he's running because he was just in some meth house and he's watching another person eat somebody. Of course, if your meth head or crackhead or whatever son gets hit by a car and he's in the hospital telling you people were eating each other, you'd be like, yeah, that's the drugs, buddy. And you're not going to believe him. But 
like I said, you, you'll see a little news story and you'll disregard it. You'll see five news stories and you'd be like, oh, wow, this is, this is kind of a weird week of news. And, and you disregard it. Like no one really pays attention to the news here because everything weird happens in the news here. I mean, it's genius. They could not have made this show, I think, in Texas or in Seattle or Detroit. Like it is perfect that it is in Los Angeles. I am giddy for that factor. But like I said, too, I'm also really nervous that they're going to jump into the story too fast or they're going to take way too long to get into it. So, Well, from what I've read and certain reviews that I've tried to say spoiler-free, because uh, the press, and they screened it at Comic-Con, and the press have gotten a hold of it by now, uh, it's slow-moving. Like, the first two episodes, there's not a lot of carnage, and that's because... This is the beginning of the outbreak. Um, I think we all know because we've watched The Walking Dead that the outbreak happens quickly. Because because Rick was only in the coma for how long? Six weeks. Six weeks. So in that time frame, that's the spread of the outbreak. Uh, it was full blown at that point, enough so that that hospital was closed down and there was you know writing on the walls and all that kind of good stuff. So and and actually, this takes this this series, Fear the Walking Dead, takes place bef- even before he goes into the coma, is what I've heard. Uh, yeah, isn't it supposed <clears throat> to happen within like like the first, like I said, the first few little news stories? Well, probably a couple days before Rick gets shot and ends right. up in the hospital. Right, right. So from what I'm, it's it's mostly it's not even like a zombie show for the first two episodes. It's just a drama the first two shows because these characters don't know what's about to happen we do so there these there might be the impatient fan that knows what's coming and it's like well it's taking too long to get there we want zombies type of thing um i think that might set in for certain people because there's a built-in audience the walking dead fans are going to watch this show and the walking dead is a huge fan base so do you do you think people are going to you don't know what i'm excited one is greg nicotero is amazing when it comes to zombies he has made some of the best zombies Hands down. I don't care if you want to argue with me, but hands down, Greg Nicotero's zombies are amazing. Every zombie we've seen, every walker so far on The Walking Dead has been aged. They have been dead for six plus weeks, minimum. Some have been dead for years. There hasn't been really too many new zombies, unless you count Shane right before Carl Blues's, you know, never mind. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Oh, um, I know about that. Part. That's like season three, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like that's like end of the story. If you haven't gotten there, <clears throat> sorry. I don't know if when. The, sorry the about spoiler, it. You know, okay. AMC is doing marathons all weekend, every weekend. Right, so you know, you know what happens to Shane, but like nobody really sees that many new zombies. Like you see when they first get turned, you get you see Rick or one of their one of the teams take them down, or they take one of them down what have you, but you don't see the new zombies. Everybody, every zombie in this show is going to be a new zombie. It's going to be a day or two old, which, what does that look like? You know, some obviously are going to be eaten up, but what happens to the old guy that's in the hospital and, you know, he's 90 some years old and he falls asleep and dies. What happens to that zombie? Because remember, it's in you. That's the whole premise of the walkers. So I'm hoping they actually explain because no, no zombie culture has ever really explained how they become zombies successfully. And I know they've, they've tried. Like I, I do think 28 days later, later did an awesome job because it was infected with rage because they released the crazy monkeys. But I want to know from, the spectator's point of view, not the we have special cameras in the lab when it happens. I want to I want to know how the like the you and I in the community actually knows how this what happens or if they ever do. Like, will these two teachers who are trying to save their bratty teenage kids, will they ever know what started this? And did anybody know when it started? And then it's just because the news went down. Um, There's a lot of questions. I don't know if they've said or not if it's going to be revealed what started it. Uh, I think they should, though. It would be awesome. Except, you know what, that that also, though, gets in dangerous territory because if it doesn't seem scientifically 
feasible, you're going to have somebody complain about it. Or if it seems too far-fetched, you're going to have somebody complain about it. I like the mystery of not knowing. But I do like the idea of the newbies trying to figure it out. Uh, yeah, and how long do you wait for the zombie outbreak to really spread? Because then once that happens, then you're just another Walking Dead. You know what I mean? Then it's just like another episode of The Walking Dead with different characters. But again, right. that's why Los Angeles is amazing because, it, okay, when Rick goes into Atlanta, because he's he's got to figure out what's going on, and he is in Atlanta is crazy and overran with walkers. But he's able to get out and he's able to get far enough away where they can stay peacefully by the lake for a little while. You can't, I don't think there's any way under the sun you can do that in Los Angeles. And with the amount of people, you're not taking a car down those streets. You're walking to get the hell out of here. And you're walking to Nevada, basically, because it's genius. It's the best location to run this storyline because unless you live here you you know that there's no getting out of the city there's no getting away from the mayhem unless you have a private jet which unless you know harrison ford i don't know if that's going to happen and he's not flying right now probably too soon probably not too soon too soon but but, but, i'm just stating he's probably not doing a lot of flying right now just of the millennium falcon yeah and in my dreams (laughs) You just wow. Wow. That was, that was weird. <laughs> well, I had to save it in case you get him on the podcast someday. <laughs> if we get him on the podcast someday, I don't know if I'll be around the next day. <laughs> that might be it. Retired. That's, yeah. That's the end. That's Mike the end dropped. right there. Can't top that. We're done. Yep. That's the end OVO. Um, oh boy, Danny, can you do a good Harrison Ford impersonation? <sighs> Yeah, mm, that was more Vin Diesel. That yeah, was kind of family. Yeah, I can really only do Vin Diesel. Sure. Weird. All right, all right, family. That's fair. Family. That is funny stuff, right there, boys. So, who's all? I I haven't looked. I know you said Kirkman's writing like two episodes, right? Mm, yeah. Who is the other? I mean, is Gimple involved in this at all, or is he focusing just mainly still on The Walking Dead? No, I think he's just working on Walking Dead. I don't. I, it, the names I see a lot are. Uh, director is Adam Davidson for the first three episodes, uh, and then Carrie Skoglund and Stefan Schwartz, which I think Carrie Skoglund's worked on The Walking Dead. That name sounds familiar to me. Yeah, she's the the dark-haired chick, right? She works on them quite a bit, right? I believe so. Uh, let me see if there's a picture. No, she's blonde. Oh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's the other girl. There's the two women that... Yeah, she has not done any episodes of The Walking Dead, it looks like. She's um, comes from Vikings, though, two episodes in season two. Season two was a good season. <laughs> Those are the directors, though, and then the writers are a few people I've never heard of. I mean, Dave, Dave Erickson and Robert Kirkman created the show together, and they wrote the first and last episode of the season. Marco Ramirez, Jack Logi... Yep, can't pronounce it. Not gonna try. Uh, Megan Oppenheimer and David Wiener. Uh, are the other writers and Megan Oppenheimer sounds familiar. So I believe she may have worked on the walking dead. Of course, Gail Anherd and Greg Nicotero, David Alpert, they're all executive producers on the walking dead. And they're also executive producers here. But uh, if anybody could fill me in on exactly what an executive producer does, you know, they're the executive, right? Like the Good. CEO. I got they're it. The e. They're, they're, in, <laughs> they're in charge and they don't always have to be there. Um, I mean, it looks like there's good people behind it. And like I said before, anything that Kirkman involves himself in, it comes across that he's sort of a well, let me ask this control question. freak. And, and he always has a lot going on. I mean, even in the comic book world, like he always has multiple things. So I'm not worried that he's overbooking himself. I don't want him to overbook himself because I want everything he comes out with genius, but he hasn't let me down yet. So right. let me props. And then you get Nicotero still signed on as well. And like you just heard me totally fan gush a few minutes about. Yeah, he's amazing. So let me think let me let me bring this up. So when The Walking Dead started, we all you know, comic book fans had a, a good idea of the subject material. We knew what was going to happen. We knew what characters we were probably going to see. And we knew kind of what to expect. Same of 
same effect that Game of Thrones people have when they read the books. They knew what to sort of expect when the show started. Uh, and also, you know, your Harry Potter fans with the movies and your Hunger Games fans with those books and the, those those quote-unquote vampire books um, and those movies. And Rice, right. Uh, I was, yes. Um, right. And they're quote-unquote werewolves, which aren't actually werewolves. And Werewolves. Wolves. Um, werewolves. My point, if I can remember what I was talking about, is nope. <laughs> with the Walking Dead series starting, we knew we were going to see Rick. We, we knew that that was ab- absolutely going to happen. And we were introduced to characters we hadn't heard of before, like Daryl. And then they took characters in different directions that didn't actually happen in the comics, but they still had the same end result with those characters either dying or... Uh, losing limbs or still being around or still getting pregnant or whatever it was, they still happened. Uh, With Fear the Walking Dead, we have a totally different animal. We have this universe that we know, and we have these new characters. My point is, or my question to you guys is, is that it's a different animal as far as creating characters we like and that we can root for or hate do you think they're going to be able to do that with these brand new characters that nobody knows of? Because, I mean, yes, we do get that in The Walking Dead, and Daryl is probably the most uh, beloved character that is brand new and not in the books. But these are all not in the books. So my, 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 I, guess, I guess my question is, if is there going to be that much attachment to these characters if, say, he kills one of them, as we know Kirkman is prone to do, and rips out your heart at the same time, or is it going to be harder to get attached to these characters because, well, they're brand new and they have to build that up? I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not nervous of it because, like I was just saying, I have utmost faith in Robert Kirkman. Like, I, he gets it, and this is his baby. I love the idea. I read The Walking Dead, you know, before the show came out. I was excited for Rick and all those, and. To this day, it, when somebody asks me, well, if you read the comics, isn't it just like reading the comics? I'm like, no, because it's totally different. I have no clue what's going to happen next on the show. As in, I've read the, all the, I know what storylines pan out in the comics. They always pan out in the show for some weird reason, just never by the same path, if, if that makes sense. Like, the governor that happened in that happened in the books. Did it happen exactly as it did on the TV? No. Totally different storylines. But it still ended up where it needed to be. There's characters that are dead on the show that are some of the main characters still going on in the books, and they're up in the 140s now. And then vice versa. There's still characters alive that have been dead for, for you know, just a ton of time in the comics. So you never you can read and watch both without any, either one being interrupted and they still feel like the same storyline. you never, they never feel disconnected, even though they're not the exact same. So when you throw in kind of, I'm calling this like the parents of the walking dead. So the walking dead's the children. We we've watched the children grow up. This is the parent storyline. I'm excited for that. I don't think we it's going to matter if they came from a book or a thing. I think the only part that they can fail at is if they don't tie it into where Rick wakes up in the in the hospital. I'm not saying that this cast is going to meet up with the Rick Grimes cast. I, I honestly don't want that to happen because they're on complete opposite sides of the country. But the storyline of the walkers have to somehow hit the same same note at the same time. Does that make sense? No, what do you mean by that? Like, they can't have the walkers in Fear the Walking Dead advancing way faster than like, like, like the herd? moment that Rick wakes up in the coma. So you're saying or, we can't have we can't start with herds. Right, right. Well, yeah, the first two episodes, if they start with herds, I think it's you have to have a reason why it progresses that fast. Like, in The Walking Dead, they've kind of explained the herds a bit. You know, they explain that they hear a noise, and they're directed towards it. And then if there's three walkers in the area, they all hear a noise, they all turn, they all walk together. Another noise, they turn, and they go to that. But the more that they get around, the bigger the herd gets. It makes sense. But if they change the rules that they've established in The Walking Dead, 
for the Fear the Walking Dead, they have to have a place where they meet up. If not, you're going to have two different zombie rules, you know, and every, every zombie culture has their rules. You know, you've got, um, you know, back to 28 days later, they're infected with rage. So anything that gets in your eye or, you know, any body fluid, you're infected. It doesn't take long for it. to. It's not like you're going to be sick for three days. You're infected and it takes minutes and then you're done. That's the rule of 28 days later. Dawn of the Dead had its rules. Walking Dead has a very strategic list of rules when it comes to it because they've thrown in the element of everyone's infected. When you die, you become a walker unless you ruin the brainstem, you know, you're going to be a walker. So they have to be able to have that storyline develop in Fear the Walking Dead without going off into a tangent that doesn't match back up with the Walking Dead. Does that make any sense? Because I, and mathematically and scientifically in my mind, it totally makes sense. But the more I talk about it, I sound like a mad scientist. No, I got, I got it, Danny. What a, uh, yes, yes, I, I totally agree with, 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 with all of that. Uh, do you have an answer to that question, Danny? Did you repeat the question? Because now it was a little bit ago. That was very. <laughs> yeah, it was. She was she kind of got off on a little bit of a tangent, but I guess I get, are are you worried about them building new characters that we're going? Oh, to... Oh, absolutely not. See, the okay. thing is, is I didn't read the comics until uh, after. I watched the show. Um, I knew that the comics existed and I knew they had been around for a while at that point when the show started. Um, so I knew that there was a bit of a backlog and I still haven't read all of it, but I, I didn't have any particular fondness. Honestly, I would say that uh, no, honestly, no, I didn't have any particular fondness for any of the characters going in cause I didn't have any knowledge of them prior. So I didn't know who wasn't in the comics. I knew like people who talked about it, like when they were going to bring in characters from them, I would be like, okay, so I guess I'll look out for that. Although I don't know who that is. Um, so, but I did, it didn't change the fact that they also just made you care about the characters anyway. So um, I think they could do that again. I just think now they'll have more time to do that. any before anything gets really, really crazy. They'll have a a bigger luxury than I think they had in the first series of The Walking Dead. So, uh, to kind of expand on what Jenny's talking about or what has talked about, and this isn't to just uh, avoid what you just said, Danny, but I wanted to get into the, what Jenny means that everybody is everybody can everybody has whatever it is that turns you into a zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is straight from Kirkman, and this is more about the comic book, but it does apply to the TV world. Uh, this is his quote. The rule is whatever it is that causes the zombies is something everyone already has. If you stub your toe, get an infection and die, you turn into a zombie. Unless your brain is damaged. If someone shoots you in the head and you die, you're dead. A zombie bite kills you because of infection or blood loss, not because of the zombie virus. So that was just to kind of uh, clarify, in case you've never watched The Walking Dead, that's, that's what Jenny was talking about. Um, and that, that has to stay the same, of course, with Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, real quick, let me take a short break from the podcast to tell you uh, about one of our amazing sponsors, and that's Audible. Uh, you can actually go to audibletrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom and get free 30-day trial, uh, which gives you one free audiobook to download. And for pertaining to this episode of the podcast, I would say you could get one of the Walking Dead Audible audiobooks, which is... Uh, they have the fall of the governor, they have the road to Woodbury, they have the rise of the governor, and then they have something called descent. Uh, so start with the road to Woodbury, because it's a good start of basically the start in Georgia. So, um, yeah, chronologically it looks like they were released, uh, actually, the fall of the governor. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, uh, road to Woodbury the ri- was the first one. Actually, it says rise of the governor was released first. Date-wise. Oh, you're right. Rise of the Governor, Road to Woodbury, Road to Woodbury Follow, the, follow the Governor 1, Follow the go- Governor 2. And then Descent. And the audiobooks are really good. The The cast that they use on them are great. Um, I actually got mine from Audible. There you go. So you can go to audibletrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom. Uh, if Walking Dead's not your fancy, you're just listening to us because you love the dulcet tones of Danny, then... Uh, there are over 150,000 other titles to choose from. Uh, you could get The Martian. You could get Ready Player One. You could get uh, the brand new book from the author of Ready Player One called Armada, which Jenny has finished, and her review is? A+. plus. 
So there's tons of books to choose from. Uh, you can listen to them on your car ride to work, while you're working out at the gym, while you're sipping your latte at Starbucks. However you want to ingest sounds through your ears, you can listen to the audiobooks at audibletrial.com. Sign up today and help us out. Help us remain a free podcast and help us to bring awesome new content that we so want to bring to you, but just need a little bit of a nudge from you guys that are already listening to us and, uh, and Audible is awesome anyway, so you're getting a cool thing while listening to us and helping us. So sign up now. Uh, we are three members, and we are all happy with Audible. So uh, you will be too, right? Totally. Correct. Plus, it's worth it just to get the free first book. Then you can find out if you do. And you can test them. Test them if you like the author, if they, the actor, then score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones, I don't recommend. It'll put you to sleep. Yeah. Well, if you want <laughs> something. <laughs> Yeah. Unless you need something to put you to sleep at night, because yeah. the actor is very monotoned. Oh, that's no good for that series. No, <laughs> yeah. it is not. Like I just lost track of everything. I'm like, what just happened the past hour? Um, okay, back to the topic at hand, which is Fear the Walking Dead. My next question for our our Walker panel here: um, Call me Chris Hardwick. You guys can be CM Punk and uh, the chick from Community. I forget her name. I call the chick from the community. Wow, okay. Weird. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Jenny can be Nerdist. Obviously, I'm punk. Everything sucks. Okay. Um, Perfect. No. Those those guys are the best ones on The Talking Dead, in my opinion. Those two together have a lot of fun, and they know the the series. So, Uh, But I stopped watching Talking Dead a while ago. Uh, All right. Back to Fear the Walking Dead. My question for you is, what... Would you be upset or would you be happy with if they introduced a character on Fear the Walking Dead that eventually crossed over into a future episode of The Walking Dead? Meaning, this character would have had to survive the beginning of the outbreak and a cross-country journey to Atlanta to be on The Walking Dead. So, I present this 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 wild notion to you folks of the Atomic Kingdom. Um... Randomly, I think that would be a total jump the shark moment. Like if you're watching this, you've and then just random, you know, just somewhere in Virginia they run across Rick's crew. I, I don't think that would be not. I not don't think it would work. I'm not saying the core cast. I'm saying like a background person or someone. This this group of Fear the Walking Dead members. Well, runs I, into. I think it would have the same effect. Okay. And now, if they actually, if they followed, let's say it's the main family, and that becomes the premise of the Fear the Walking Dead storyline, is they eventually, by some amazing chance, get out of this, you know, hellhole called Los Angeles, and they make it outside, and they go through Arizona or Nevada or Utah, and they get through Utah, and you're following them across country. I think that would be a genius way of doing it because Ooh, zombie Mormons. As of right now, well. Yeah, zombie Mormons. <laughs> or better yet, could you imagine the Vegas Strip? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like, it kind of would be cool, and I don't think it's something that's been done in the zombies, like, culture, is to follow this family across country as well, the world's falling apart. Because you always, majority of the of the zombie culture, or any apocalyptic culture, is you've got this isolated group that they know that their city has fallen. And they've heard reports that New York has fallen or Miami has fallen, but you never actually get to see it. So it could be cool to do a road trip across country with a family that then eventually ends up because they hear of this town that is fenced in and awesome and they run into Rick's crew. That could work. But if it's just randomly you see some one of the one of the friends stoner friend or one of the kids in this show, stoner friend, somehow just shows up outside of Hilltop or wherever their town is now in Walking Dead, I think it'd be cheap. But that's just my opinion. They might be able to pull it off, but I think it would be cheap. Um, okay, uh, before I move on, Danny, go ahead. And what, what do you think? Well, yeah, you know, I agree. The only way that that would work is if it's somebody who makes sense. Because like, then at that point, this person has had to have survived for a long time. It has to make sense that they survived a trip from L.A. all the way to wherever they are now in The Walking Dead and um, and is also not dead. So that that's the only way that would make sense. So if it's a character that's, like, really annoying and then just one day they disappear in an episode and then they come back in this one and they're still just as annoying and they haven't changed and they're not, like, a strong person, it doesn't make any sense that they would have survived that trip at all. 
So as long as it makes sense, I don't see that there would be a huge problem with that, but I don't want to also say that that if it's done for a stupid reason, they can also really do it wrong. So I read it. I don't know. remember who said this or even where I read this. So it could be totally wrong and I'm making things up, but I did read that the first two seasons or the first six episodes. And then the following season is going to be, like a two week span and then they're going to do a time lapse. Like you're going to jump forward. I don't know if that's true, but you know, they might be doing something with that. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I mean, hmm. I think that would be, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't hear that, but, uh, uh try to find that. there is, there is one zombie road trip, uh, type, movie and it's called zombie land that is true for sure and it's done very well actually uh the tv show not so much you can try to find the pilot on amazon i think it's amazon or hulu oh or man Hornets. it actually exists Ugh. oh yes i know i didn't even know this yes Terrible. yes uh let me let me double check my facts here i know it's out there i've watched it but i don't know uh what platform it was on so let me make that avail- readily available to all of our listeners because i know they want it <laughs> they want to watch it um, they want to enjoy that pain. Amazon Studios, yes, uh, they they did it, and uh, because the theatrical sequel is moving forward, I think they canceled it. Oh no, it was not picked up by Amazon. The pilot was released in April 2013, and uh, yeah, it's not very good. And no, <laughs> no, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and uh, uh, what something Bresselin, I can't remember her first name, uh, weren't in the TV series. <laughs> I didn't think they uh, were. But I guess uh, they are. Po- no, it's unknown if they're going to be in the sequel. Anyway, there's your zombie road trip if you need one. And it's 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 highly recommended by me. Abigail Breslin. Okay, done. Right. <laughs> and of course, Bill Bill Murray is in that movie. Well, that's a spoiler. Uh, sure. Um, okay. Here's a, here's a cool quote. I was just sort of reading on some of it. So Dave Erickson, I guess, is the showrunner. He's the, yeah, the co-creator. Yeah. Yep. So the New York Times interviewed him and he was going, they were talking about, you know, what this is about. And he basically says, is your first impulse is to help them. And then in short, to run. And that is what make I, that right there, I just had to read that because that's why I'm excited. Because if, let's say it's today, I'm sitting here in my house and something weird's going on with my neighbor. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to try to help. I'm going to... Now, if I knew they were, like, flesh-eating crazies, I would take a hammer or a shotgun or something. But, no, my neighbors are normally pretty cool. i got to go see what they help. And that's why it spreads, people. Oh, I greet all of my neighbors with a shotgun, just just to be safe. Well, you, know, you do. Danny, you... but you're, you're not playing with a full deck, my boy. Whoa, I was going <laughs> to blame the neighborhoods, but, my wow. <laughs> Just my brain is so insulted, Danny. Now, now you're on the other end. Own it. <laughs> you're you're the JD of the situation. <laughs> Just gonna go cry. Oh no, that would be me. Uh, okay. I what I want from this series, and this is kind of to wrap it up. Uh, what I hope for for this series is the my love of zombie movies, and well, it was movies before because there really weren't TV shows before this. Now we have three zombie series that I can think of walking dead Fear the walking dead and I zombie, but I zombie is very, very different. It's meant to be different as well. Um, but I enjoy it actually. So check out I zombie on the CW this fall. Um, what, I, what I loved about the zombie genre is the sense of dread. Like there's more, there's going to be more zombies than there are you. And it's always this sense of, closing in and panic and stress that always intrigued me about this zombie genre and why I enjoyed watching the movies is because they're just, it's always, you know, this, this claustrophobic feeling of the, the, the killer is always out there and coming closer and closer and closer. And there's really not a lot you can do to get away from it. So then, then there's your brain working like, what would I do in the case of a zombie apocalypse? So then there's that fun aspect of it. But what I want to to get from this show and what, what it's, I think has been missing from the walking dead lately. And that's just because it's just based on this small group and they're dealing with a lot of other things, not just the walkers 
is I want this feeling of, of impending and this claustrophobic and suffocating fear and of this monster that is the Walker. And I think we're going to get that in this first two seasons because it's Los Angeles and it's a billion people in one place. And it's just going to be so crowded and so full of infected people that to get out is going to be next to impossible. And so I think that makes for interesting drama and suspense. And I hope they bring that out and it's just not, Oh, we found a bus. Let's get out of LA. And now they're in Utah or whatever. Like, I don't want them to escape LA if ever, uh, right away. But, uh, so that's that's my hope for it. That's, I can't escape LA in in an hour on a given day. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid. Uh, you know, I, I want Atomic Eaton to grow and to get bigger and stuff like that. I want us to be covering all the cool stuff in Los Angeles. I'm afraid that it's going to force me to move to Los Angeles because I don't want to be there. It's scary. <laughs> I don't. I hate traffic and I hate driving as it is. So going there is like my nightmare. Uh, I mean. I'm sure it's fun for people that live there and stuff like that, like Jenny and and her boyfriend and all their friends. But I just have this, this fear of living there. Like I could live in New York. I think, uh, I, I, I felt so, so, so natural or so, so I don't know. Like I'd lived there before. I don't believe in previous lives, but maybe one of my previous lives was a, a New Yorker. Uh, I just felt so at home there. But when I went to Los Angeles and, gross and I want need to get out of here type of thing. But it was also the end of our road trip. Anyway, I'm on a way different tangent. Uh, what is your one thing you hope out of this series? If it's to last as long as the walking dead has lasted, uh, whoever wants to go can go. I want to, I want to see them figure out how to get out of LA for one. I want to know how to do it. If it does happen. <laughs> you're, 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 <laughs> so you want this for notes and stunt research. <laughs> I'm watching this as a learning experience. Let me grab yes, my notepad and pencil. Right. <laughs> this is a Ted talk, right? But I do, I do. I'm intrigued by the idea of cross country during the mix of it with all the zombies being fresh. Or the walkers being fresh. I keep calling them zombies. And in this world, I know they're walkers. But I, I, I'm I, excited for that. I want to know what happens. I want to know how they... Because, yeah, that's going to be the coolest part. Mic right. drop. There, there it is. Danny? Uh, no, I'm just excited to see it like, and see what they do with it. They're definitely all the stuff with the... Uh... Uh, it being in LA and just how cramped and the the large amount of people and how quickly that could go to crap. Cause you could say Atlanta probably fell fast, like six weeks probably. Right. Is what they seem to think is how fast that fell. But, uh, no, I think LA would probably fall much yeah. faster. <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta fell in under three weeks. Right. Wasn't that what Lori said when, when Rick got back to her, her and Shane at the uh, reservoir. I think Atlanta fell in under three weeks. I cannot recall. So, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that either. Um, but if yeah, then L.A. So this is this first season is for two weeks probably. Then that's probably the end is when it's all gone, and then the next season is them dealing with that. Maybe I don't know. So okay. So what do you what are you hopeful for the series, Danny? Um, I just, I don't know. Like 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 what are you hoping hoping to see? What am I hoping to see? I'm hoping to see uh, the, the start of zombies and see what the makeup looks like because they were always really good with the makeup. So like a, a, a someone who hasn't been dead for a good amount of time, seeing what that looks like compared to everything else. Um, I, I it's funny. I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know the other act. I, I don't know the actors from other things really, honestly. So well, it does, I I'm not talking about them. I'm talking, you know, just the just the storyline type thing, which you said. I I didn't really think about that. You both have brought it up now. The freshness of the walkers. I never really thought about that, and that, that's a little interesting. Uh, I wouldn't say it's my peak interest, but uh, yeah, that is cool. I, I'm excited to see that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really think about that. That's a good point. Uh, okay. So that's that's what we are looking forward to, and that's our mini preview of Fear the Walking Dead. I kind of wish I had the theme music for it. I'd put that at the beginning of the episode like I do with a lot of our other previews and reviews. Uh, I mean, I could throw the Walking Dead music in there, but that just doesn't seem right. This is a whole new thing, uh, so I'll just... I hope it's just as dramatic for titles. I love the music that goes to <laughs> the beginning really of The Walking Dead. Good. I, I yeah. love it, and... Uh, 
I should do because I have that zombie run app when I'm working out. I should just play that music behind it. <laughs> yeah, and have it like speed up. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that would I would be terrified. I would jump exactly. over. Exactly. <laughs> just was terrified. Just terrified. Just throw throw my head my expensive headphones off and run away. Well, they say the best way to to run on a treadmill is to pretend you're being chased by a giant dog. So just pretend you're being chased by a walker. That'll get you to run faster. But walkers don't run. That seems like I would be done with my my workout pretty quickly. I don't know. There's a lot of them. Don't poke holes in the theory. (laughs) You're thinking of the infected. The infected. Oh, right. From 20. Walkers walk. And uh, and Resident Evil 5, because I think they're they're infected in Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6. Instead of zombies. All right. Uh, Okay, so that's our preview show. Um... Uh, one of our other sponsors, very quickly, is uh, Sideshow Collectibles. And if you're anything like JD, click on the banner at our website, TomAndKingdom.com. Click on the banner, s- search around, look at some of the toys they have, or statues. They're not toys, they're statues. Uh, and they, they've got some cool-looking stuff. I'm looking at the Slattern statue from Pacific Rim, and it looks amazing. Uh, they have Star Wars, they have Marvel, they have DC. Everything is so realistic and so cool looking. You're going to look at one and you're going to want it. Click on the banner, AtomicKingdom.com, and head over to Sideshow Collectibles and buy something. Uh, the Hot Toys brands that they have are awesome, and they're a little cheaper than the other stuff, so you could start there. I'm looking at a very lifelike Chewbacca and Han Solo statue right now that look amazing, and I'm resisting the urge to bring out my credit card. Um, oh, resist, <laughs> resist. You can do it. This two hundred and thirty dollars scale figure of Boba Fett is really screaming my name right now. So I'm going to close that window and uh, walk away slowly. But you, yeah, once they start talking to you, Dave, you got to stop looking at the Internet. You, the the cool Atomic Kingdom listener, can head over there with the banner at AtomicKingdom.com again. Pick something up. Helps us out. Costs you nothing extra. And you get the cool collectible. And every time you looked at the collectible, you can think, Atomic Geekdom. I helped them, and this is awesome, and now I need to dust it because it's getting dusty. Um, so, yes, please help us out that way. And again, audibletrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom. Uh, like I say, all that stuff goes to us helping helping us bring you cooler stuff, like even cooler merchandise. We have the one t-shirt out now. We're working on some coffee mug stuff that's kind of had a delay because we've all been so busy. So, uh, working on another design for another t-shirt and uh, other cool stuff like that. And then we're also working on uh, some more content for you guys, and uh, that costs money, and right now it's coming out of our pocket, which is fine. We're happy to do it because we're loving what we're doing, but if a little help comes our way, we're all for it. Uh, if not, just please enjoy the content and uh, tell your friends. That's that's the least we expect or hope for from you guys is uh, get the word out there about Atomic Kingdom because uh, without you, we are nothing but three people talking to each other, which is fine too. That's okay, I guess. Uh, We're recording it for a weird reason. (laughs) Right, yeah. We're putting it out there on iTunes for some unknown reason. Then Um, You can reach us on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Danny, you are at? I am at Nick, Daniel, the word comma, because that's how Twitter works. We're going to make a t-shirt that says that someday. And (laughs) Jenny, you are at? Robbie Art. And you can talk to us about whatever you want. Uh, Like I said, this week on Friday will be my first... Um, binge watch about season one of Heroes and you can let me know what series I should be watching for that article uh, I'm going to finish Heroes first of course and then we'll move on from there but Heroes is the show I'm watching right now again at Atomic Geekdom at Nick comma Daniel and then at Robbie Art uh, the email address is info at Atomic Geekdom.com. you can tell us shows we should be watching movies we should review uh, all kinds of great stuff. Anything you want us to talk about, we will talk about. And uh, just so let's let, let I us dare you to stop us. Right. Double dog dare you. Info yeah, for sure. Info at atomicgeekdom.com is where to reach us. We are on Instagram, Google Plus, Facebook, Stitcher. Subscribe on iTunes. Also, do us a favor. Check out our good friends, Two Broke Geeks. Uh, they're having a lot of fun over there with their episodes. They just recorded a very very graphic or not graphic adult conversation about the fantastic four movie and other stuff. Uh, they're a lot of fun to listen to and it should be titled the two angry geeks because they hate everything. And, uh, it's kind of funny. It makes me irritated when I'm driving in traffic of how angry they get about certain things that they should just cool out about. But, uh, 
they're a lot of fun. And of course, that's Matt and Justin that run that podcast. And uh, Matt is actually our new editor of our cosplay section. So look for awesome cosplay content coming soon. Uh, we're going to have him help us with the cosplay podcast eventually. He does some cosplay himself. So, but we're going to have some guests on hopefully to to talk all about that. And uh, that's uh, that's it. Uh, Danny's first article for his column should be coming soon. Jenny yes. should should be returning to form very soon. She's taking a little hiatus because she's super swamped at work. So we're we're giving her. We're, yeah, I'm allowing her. No. <laughs> so she's just taking a little break from that, and uh, she'll, she'll come. I have been doing homework though because I still run my audio books. So I got a lot of stories to write. She's ready to go, and uh, she she also does the fine fine artwork for us for each podcast that we do. That isn't like like a like a main topic like this. Like my favorite so far is the shocking twist one. I love the way that looks. It's so cool. Uh, Thank you. So, uh, just wanted to give her a little credit there, and that's it. That's our show. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. No problem. And uh, we will. Uh, Jenny, anything you want to say there? Did I cut you off. Rock on. Okay. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> Just whisper it, yeah. Uh, we'll, Rock on, bro. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week for another episode. See you guys. Peace. Peace.